What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor, the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, be on the lookout. We're going to be starting a new Discord. We'll be promoting that on the Five Reasons Sports Twitter. That should be out by November 1st. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. You get $20 to play. Our tournaments weekly, and I only went one and four this week. You could have beat me easily. Our tournaments weekly on the NFL are just $10 to play. Again, you're betting against others who use it. It's social betting. It's a stock exchange for sports betting. You are not betting against the app or against the bookie. That's why it's legal in the state of Florida. Go to betteredge.com. Use the code 5, that's the number 5, RSN. And now, today's episode. Down to this game. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Hi, welcome back to Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm Ethan Skolnick. Bit of a cold right now, so I apologize for hacking through this, but we wanted to give you, it's not an emergency podcast, but certainly a podcast we felt that we should do. Also got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket, and what we're going to talk about today, I mangled that, didn't I? Tropical Blanket. By the way, Greg and I have something going on here we're going to surprise you with, so just be prepared. Yeah. You. Me. Yes. Yes. Related to that name. Related to that name. All right, but what we're going to do today, I'm just going to fill you in on some some Pat Riley interviews that dropped. Um, And this doesn't happen a lot. So I want to put this into some context. Uh, There were two separate interviews that we've seen so far, one of which has gotten aggregated. The other hasn't yet. Uh, They appear to be different interviews. Uh, One was with Anthony Chang of the Miami Herald. One was with Ira Winterman of the Sun Sentinel. These are the two beat writers that still do travel with the team. So I'm not surprised uh, that he spoke to them for that. There's one other writer I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't sit down with before the season starts. But we've essentially got these two interviews, and they don't appear to have been particularly long interviews, particularly one of them. Um, but they're rare these days. Then that 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 matters. Like as we put into context, like what Pat said. There's also the issue of why Pat decided to say it publicly, and I read into that too. Um, so we'll we'll get into the background of this. Uh, but again, Pat Riley typically now speaks like once a year um, to the group. Doesn't do a whole lot of side stuff. Maybe you can catch him at a charity event, but even at those, we're told, don't ask anything but charity-related questions. So he doesn't talk basketball uh, to most people and uh, and doesn't do it very frequently. But he did today. So we're going to go through the Anthony Chang interview first, uh, the one that's in the Miami Herald. Of course, you know we're around Anthony all the time. I have, have great respect for Anthony's work. Um, I did have to get a couple of, of quotes in here clarified. Uh, by some people around the heat, not by Pat specifically, but by, by, by those familiar with Pat's thinking. 
because there were a couple of quotes and I don't know, again, I'm not, I'm not pinning this on Anthony. Um, sometimes Pat speaks in a way now that he kind of skips a step on occasion. Like I've been transcribing Pat for more than 25 years. I used to have to do it every day after practice um, in a little notebook <laughs> uh, and then, and then to my computer. And, uh, and I know that sometimes there's, it, it's not as linear as maybe it could be. Um, and there's a couple quotes in here that were not linear at all. And so I just, I just wanted to go through them. So uh, Alex, I'm going to go through this one quote, and then I'm going to give you the explanation on this quote, because this is the one that kind of jumped out to me as, wait, what is he actually saying here? Okay. Here's a quote from Pat to Anthony Chang. We were very reluctant this summer in giving up all our assets in any kind of discussions with anybody. Riley said, I just want to repeat that part. We were very reluctant this summer in giving up all our assets in any kind of discussions with anybody. And then the next sentence is, and we decided that let's do it. Let's do it this year with Jimmy, and then we make some decisions from that standpoint. Jimmy and the crew. He's been with Tyler and Bam now going into his fifth year. So that's where my thinking is, and I think that's where Spo is also. The, the part I want to highlight here is between the first sentence and the second and third sentences. So this is what got me confused. We were very reluctant this summer in giving up all our assets in any kind of discussions with anybody. Okay, we've reported that. We know that. They were not just going to empty the tank for anyone, Dame or whatever, just because Cronin uh, you know, was playing hardball or wouldn't deal with them. They weren't going to say, here, take our entire team, take all seven of our best assets. We've said that. That's not a surprise. And they still believe, and I can tell you from the highest levels of the organization, that the deal that they were willing to give Portland at the end was every bit as good as the one that Portland ultimately took. They're not saying it was better. They're saying it was in the range. We could have gotten there. That's what they say. Okay, again, fans are going to take this for what it's worth. And I think the fans are a big part of this because I'll, I'll just start with this. I think Pat's doing this for the fans. Like, I think Pat did these interviews prior to the season and agreed to them, which he doesn't typically do these days. Because he knows the the atmosphere that's out there right now, and then particularly in the really passionate fan base, the social media fan base, because he mentioned social media specifically in his comments to, I think, he, Anthony or to Ira, uh, that he knows that it's toxic out there right now, and that a lot of people don't understand their perspective, and I think that's why he's doing it. And I'm just going to say from the very start here, and I'm not saying it would have been any better if he'd come on five on the floor, although you're welcome to any time, Pat. Uh, I, I don't think this is going to help. And, I, and I'm just – I'm looking at the way that the aggregation of it has been reacted to, and I can tell you it's not helping. It's It made – these interviews made things worse, I think, okay? But – and I'm not blaming Ira or Anthony. They're transcribing and they're getting his thoughts. But anyway, so the comment I – got, I've got a fellow reporter texting me. So was that Riley stuff a group interview? Um, anyway, it was not. Okay, so um, – the second part of this, Alex, though, and we decided that let's do it. Let's do it this year with Jimmy, and then we make some decisions from that standpoint. The way I read that initially was let's give up all the assets because he's saying we were very reluctant this summer and giving up all your assets and any of this kind of discussions with anybody, and we decided that let's do it. But, of course, we know they didn't do it. So I had that clarified, and I was told there's basically a missing transition in there, that essentially it was we weren't willing to give up all our assets – and so let's go forward with Jimmy and what we have. So I just want to clarify that part of it because I don't know if that's how you read it, but we were bouncing it around in our thread, right? It's not, right? <laughs> it's not how I read it. That's why. I, so I originally, had, 
years. That's what I was told. Yeah, I had read it as, you know, um, them implying that they would, um, you know, after after not being willing to do it, that they would be willing to, you know, kind of throw everything down. And so that definitely changes the tone of the quote a little bit because it's just, you know, run it back in cursive almost. It's just a di- different variation of run it back, even though we know that it's it's more complicated than that. It's not the same team. And, and you know, we've talked about it ad nauseum, but... Um, yeah, I don't think this is what fans wanted to see today. And I was looking for – so are we going to keep going through other pack quotes? No, I, I, want, I want you to touch on this, then I'll get to the next one. But I, I'm going to let you react to all of these. So, I, I, okay. But, again, I, I, your basic point here, I think we're in agreement. I, I, I don't think it – I don't think it's going to go over well with the fan base, even though I, I think it's accurate. It, it is exactly what happened. They, 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 they didn't want to go all in. They didn't really have the opportunity to go all in with Portland anyway because Cronin didn't grant them that opportunity. But they weren't just going to make the foolish over-the-top move, you know, to just gut the entire thing. So it's like, okay, we've got Jimmy and his group, and let's see what they can do. I think that's essentially what the quote is meant to say. But again, there was that little piece in there that made it seem like, oh, they did go all in and they just got rejected. No, it, they they never. I don't. They, they never really got the chance. Let me let me read you the next one here, um, because I think. Uh, I, I'm going to skip over the second one. Drew Starr, by the way, who we've had on the podcast, he he transcribed Anthony's um, interview here, and it's Drew underscore Starr. So if you don't subscribe to the Herald, I, I encourage you to uh, you know support local newspapers, but not not the local newspaper that called us you know as small as we want to be and said we'd be gone in a couple of years in an internal memo. So I love Anthony, but you don't have to get a Herald subscription. Okay, so anyway. And I love like Michael Jordan when it comes to that. Like you will never let that go. Like no, and I, I took that. I believe I, I get it. I get it, and I respect it. I'm just I, I'm I'm admiring I, I'm the, the Betty here. It, it, it's not the writers. I love them both, and when the yeah, hell yeah. folds, I'll hire them both. Okay, so here we go. You ready? I right, drew underscore star. Uh, he he uh, he tweeted this out. This is another part of it. So I'm going to go to this part next. If someone there is an upgrade that might cost you a lot of assets and would shrink you in other areas and changes the role of other players, then you're taking a risk there yourself too. But I like the balance of our team. I like Jimmy's attitude. And then the next part of this, you get to a point where does it run its course? Does the team run its course? When it comes to the championship window, we're at the abyss. I don't mean that in any kind of ill manner other than what it is. When you come to the abyss, you got to get to the other side. And I, there's another part of this that he didn't transcribe, but I see it. He screenshotted it. We're in the fifth year, Riley said. Jimmy is anxious. We're anxious. And again, then that was the rest of the quote. But you get to a point where it doesn't run its course, not Jimmy, but does the team run its course? All right, I, some context, and I want to let you roll with this, okay? Context is the Heat always think of these things in terms of builds, okay? It's been described to me many times. And those builds essentially run in these like three to five year cycles. Okay. So there was the Zoe Timmy build, right? And that was you get Zoe for Rice, you get Timmy, you get Jamal Mashburn, you see how far that group can push. You keep bump banging its head against the wall against the Knicks, right? And then Pat made the decision to pivot when they came off the floor in 2000 when they lost again. He went out, he traded Mashburn, he traded PJ Brown, core pet places on it, third and fourth most important players on that team. Okay. Got Eddie Jones, got Anthony Mason, got Brian Grant rebuilding it around Zozo, got sick. Okay. That, but that was the pivot. Okay. Then down cycle, Heat's down cycles never last as long as other teams. Build cycle, 
first with Quran, then with Dwayne, then they accelerate that cycle by going to get Shaq, right, with Quran and Odom. Okay, so that was another, you know, three to five year cycle, and it ended up sort of wiping out when Shaq, you know, did a Shaq thing, okay, and, and got old and got frustrated and all the rest of it. And then another, again, Dwayne kind of holding the fort, build cycle, go get the big three, et cetera. And then, you know, there was a little bit of a wilderness period for the organization after LeBron left. And then another, Goron was sort of the first part of it, didn't maximize it. Bosch got sick. That was a big reason for it. Otherwise, that might have been another successful build cycle. And then ultimately, after sort of the white side years, then as we like to call them, then that Jimmy is this new cycle. So essentially three to five year cycles. So Pat is acknowledging that they're in the fifth year of this cycle because they are, because Jimmy came, Bam and Tyler were here and, and, and that's where they're at. Um, but I think what's going to get to people here on this is does the team run its course when it comes to the championship window, we're at the abyss. I don't mean that mean that in any kind of ill manner other than what it is. When you come to the abyss, you've got to get, to the other side. I usually can follow Pat's analogies, but I, I'm having trouble with this because the abyss basically means there's nothing out there, right? Isn't, isn't that how you read? I mean, that's the technical term for, I mean, Pat's much more of a word. I was looking up the dictionary definition. But, well, I, I'll look for it, but it just. I, I was not, looking it up. I have it here. It's a deep or seemingly bottomless chasm. Right. Like uh, they're in a deep. Exactly. Perfect. A deep or seemingly bottomless chasm. Like I, I, it's not even chasm, Alex. I'm helping you. Chasm. With this. chasm. <laughs> and and then and then the it's example uses I'm, a I'm not edit down out. into the dark abyss. Um, <laughs> or this one: the regions of hell conceived of as a bottomless pit, as in Satan's dark abyss, or a catastrophic situation seen as likely to occur, teetering on the edge of the abyss of a total political wipeout. I don't think Pat meant it the way he said it. What the <laughs> hell do you think he means? Is he saying, if we don't, there's another quote about Jimmy here we'll get to afterwards, but is he saying like, okay, this isn't going anywhere? Because I, fans don't want to hear that. I don't think that's what he intended. What is the other side of the abyss if it's a bottomless chasm, right? Um, <laughs> like that's that's the, the problem hole, here. basically. Yeah, like what's the other side? And I get what because the way that he was building it up was like you know the other side would obviously be the championship, and that's what he he's I guess trying to say. I just think it came out a little bit clumsily, maybe not the right word. And I'm definitely not one to criticize about using the wrong words, but um, yeah, I think that's that's what it was here. It became a little bit hard to follow, but I do think he's just talking about getting to the other side of winning a championship. But just the word abyss is funny there because I think that's kind of where where Heat fans are. After this, after this summer, and the fact that this came out at this, you know, in the same day as what we're going to talk about in the second half of the episode, which is um, kind of what Bradley Beal told Mark Spears, I just think it's bad timing. It's just like a mountain of um, coincidental information coming out at the same time. The interviews from from Chang and Ira coming out at the same time, and I think people are going to take this the wrong way, and I think he fans are going to be upset. I believe there was a point in the article I was looking for. I was looking for it uh, where he said we want to add to this, and I, and he also kind of implied that when he said, you know, um, let's do it. When he said let's do it this year with Jimmy, and then we make some decisions from that standpoint. Jimmy and the crew. It sounds like what they're looking to do is, without getting to the second apron, make a move that'll help them get closer. Um, that's kind of what well, I what I took away from all of this article. But, 
But according to Anthony's article here, they are in the second apron this year, but they're trying to avoid it next year when it becomes more onerous, right? So See, that part not... is confusing because I thought they were – I thought the depot dump where they gave up a second-round pick to dump them to OKC was to get under the second apron, and I could have sworn that that got them just below it. Very close to it, but just below it. So that part threw me off a little bit. And also, to my understanding, the luxury tax bill comes at the end of the season, right? Uh, yes, that's true. Yeah, the, the luxury tax bill doesn't, it gets equated based on what happens at the end of the year. That's why they're always trying to squeeze under at the last minute. There, there are different points on that. Yeah. But honestly, like it, it does that quote that we spoke about earlier, where it's like, it, it makes it sound like you weren't willing to trade what it took to acquire superstars. And I think that's what, that's what kind of the message that fans are going to take from this, where it's like, even, even if that's not really the case with the Lillard situation, right? Like that's why I think he made this worse. This is my viewpoint on yeah, it. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't think he made it better. <laughs> I'll say that I think because, <laughs> like, we know that they offered a good amount, and I, and I'm kind of with them. Like what you said, they believe they had enough to get him based on the deal that they ended up getting. And I was, by the way, because I don't think I ever said anything about that. I was very wrong that they weren't going to be that the Blazers weren't going to be able to get enough stuff in return for Drew Holiday to justify the trade. I was super wrong about that. Even then, if you match up, you know, asset by asset, what the Heat could have put together and reportedly what they would have been willing to put together, it's a pretty comparable trade. You could, like you said, you could say the, that the, what the Bucks, what, what they got from the Bucks and what they ended up getting for Drew makes it a better offer, but it was there. Like they, they put together a lot of stuff there. Now, I think what we're going to discuss um, for the next few minutes after the break is the Beal thing because I don't think that was the same situation as far as willing to put down all the assets. Yeah, and I, before we even get to the Beal thing here, I'm trying to, and it's funny because I actually did at one point pay for the Sun Sentinel subscription and now they won't let me in, so maybe they heard my comment. But I was trying to pull Ira's stuff because, and I'm going to call this up here right now, because he had slightly different comments. It wasn't as quite a lo- as long an article, Um but one of them quoted it in a way that made it seem like Bam was not a given going forward. There's a there's a pivot here in one of the two articles, and again, I'm trying to find it. Where again, it keeps talking about Jimmy uh, going forward. Here, so let, let me see if I I think I did actually get this to call, and it just shut down on me. So look at this. You know what? I tried to subscribe to you, Sun Sentinel. And look what happens. Look at this. This is for my well, how many years that was I there? Eight years, and I can't even get on there. Um, this is fantastic radio. So, Good stalling by you, by the way. It, it, it's great. Well, this is yeah. This is this is great. Um, but I have the article I, up. If you want me to read some stuff from it, yeah. Pull, pull, pull the sunset. Can you pull the sunset article here? Oh, here we go. Right up. Here, no, I'm sorry. I found where it was pulled from. It again. Um, this is from uh, you pulled a lot of the article here. We're very lucky in the summer to give up. Okay. That's where my thinking is, or my supposed thinking is. Okay, he says, this is more about Jimmy. This is in the Anthony Chang article. This is a Herald article. I think that's the attitude he takes. He knows that it's not easy to do some of the things that the media or the fan base wants us to do. But yeah, I believe that's how he is. He says, well, this is what we got. Let's dig the foxhole. Let's jump, let's jump into it, and let's go to battle. If somewhere there is an upgrade that might cost you a lot of assets and would shrink you in other areas and changes the role of other players, we've read this before, but then you're taking a risk there yourself. But I like the balance of our team. I like Jimmy's attitude. And then this is a parenthetical from Anthony. He says that approach has helped to lift Butler into an exclusive class 
of Heat players and Riley labels as the best ever played for the organization. He's right there with Zoe. You got Wade, you got Shaq, you got Chris. I guess he didn't mention Timmy. And you got LeBron and you got Butler. So he's top six. He's right in that group with guys that have really made a difference. And then again, we're in the fifth year, Riley said. Jimmy is anxious. We're anxious, but you get to a point where does it run its course? Not Jimmy, but does the team run its course? There are a couple of places here, and I can't get the IR article to come up right now, but there are a couple of places where it's about Jimmy into the future. And and mm -hmm. it's it just was interesting to me because typically it's Jimmy and Bam. And yeah. I don't know that that means that he's pivoted in terms of his thinking or if, again, this is just sort of misspeaking because there seems to be some of this in these interviews. But it, it, it doesn't seem like it's like a lock that, okay, like it's about getting Jimmy as a pillar a title, right? Which, again, fans are going to disagree that the organization's all in on that when they've paid what luxury, I mean, they're going to pay luxury tax this year about $20 million, but they've paid it like once in the past, what, however many years. Um, but but it, it does sound a little bit different than it's always been Jimmy and Bam and what we can put around them. The, the way that this is presented, it made it seem like, no, it's Jimmy. And again, it could be the questions that were asked. It could be the way it was transcribed. It could be Pat just misspeaking, but it stuck out to me that it wasn't the Jimmy Bam build. We've always described this as the Jimmy Bam build, but it kind of seems like he's describing it as the Jimmy build and for right now, we're going to go forward with with Bam and Tyler. Did did you read any of the comments that way, or the focus on Jimmy? I I kind of get what you're saying as far as the focus on Jimmy, and I think it's obvious that Jimmy is the superstar here. We've all talked about him as sort of like you know in the playoffs throughout this run, he's played like a top five player at, at worst, and so I, I get that part. But to me, I, I don't I don't read into it all the way with the Bam and Tyler thing because. Um, Bam has been there for all these runs. And again, I'm not trying to shade Tyler. I'm really not. But, you know, when you're missing for the past two, right, for the finals run, for the conference finals run, and then kind of your only playoff contributions throughout this run, throughout this Jimmy era has been the rookie year when when in the bubble. Like, I, I just don't think there's any way that, it, to you know, and this is me just speculating, of course. I don't think there's any way, Pat, and it has Bam and Tyler in the same category. But... You know, the counter to that would be that he he did pull for them, he did put both of them in the same category when it comes to, well, we need somebody to get to 25 points per game this year. I don't know which one it's going to be, but we need Bam or Tyler to get there, all that, which I think is, is reasonable, too. And again, he fans are not going to want to hear that. Um, but yeah, I don't really think I wouldn't think that Bam and Tyler are going to be in the same category. Now, I had the Ira quotes pulled up and then I got the I, I got the paywall after it was up for like a minute. and. Um, I would I would love to read the exact quote here, but it just ha happened to, you know, go away at the exact time that I was going to start talking. So it's amazing. But basically, he said that Tyler wasn't on the I table. I, I I I got it. I got somehow I got through the Sun Sentinels uh, paywall here. I did. It's this, this must be why they're not out of business yet. All right, let's go. So we got this one comes in. Okay, uh, I'll read. Ira has an intro to this, but I'll, I'll give you the quote specifically. In the business long enough, Pat Riley appreciates how it works. In other words, not getting the guys, the big name guys. Quote, if I was in the media, that's how I would look at it. He said of the summer swirl of, swirl of speculation, but he's not in the media, et cetera, et cetera. Quote, when there's a narrative out there that gets ignited through social media and the hypotheticals of whether it was a failure, I don't buy that at all because I know exactly where this team is from that standpoint. <laughs> Excuse me. 
from my perspective and the ownership perspective and all the internal people with the heat, here's the four words nobody's going to want to hear. We like our team. We like our team. Accept reality. You didn't say accept reality. That, that, that was me. I, I felt like we should have put Barry. the Barry. We should have put the Barry. Uh, uh, the, if yeah, you the, keep the scrolling Barry down, and get to the Tyler part, and I think that's the yeah. Here, here we money go. Quote. Um, a, lot, a lot more parenthetical here from Ira, and then quote: "I will say this: that we never offered Tyler in any trade. We've never shopped him to anybody. It's just part of the business." By the way, that's accurate. No, I mean it. <clears throat> It, it's accurate in terms of shopping him. They, they have not shopped him. They've mm -hmm. included him in conversations for Kevin Durant and, and Dame Lillard. Well, that's I mean, semantics that going on right now. I mean, is it parsing words? Yeah, I mean, it's two top 75 players. I, I would sure. – the way it was put to me, I like better than the way Riley put it here publicly because this isn't really true. I mean, we've never offered Tyler in any trade. I mean, I, I, I mean if you're in conversations – with port or you're trying to be in conversations with portland and they know what you have and you know this is the core piece you kind of are offering him the formal without, offer was it, is that what it is I, I, technically i guess but 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 that but again the, the the port i understand the organization was like they haven't shopped him that's that i that i agree with based on my information offering him i mean if they could have gotten Dame, he would have gone. Like most likely, I mean, we we said there were routes to do it without him, but but most likely he would have gone, and and we we said that. And then it says here, the fact another part of the quote: the fact that Tyler has been involved in these discussions, he should almost wear that. He almost should wear that as a badge of honor. Again, that's consistent with what we said. I hate to see that happen. You can't stop it. This was a runaway train this summer. It couldn't be stopped. It just was. And the more you would try to speak on it in any way, shape, or form, then it it's what it is. But I definitely, definitely I communicated with the agents. I didn't talk directly to Tyler, and I saw him in training camp. He dapped me up a little bit, and that was it. But I will tell you again, we have never shopped him to anybody. People call on him all the time, and we say goodbye and thank you. And that's what they've told me, too. They always ask me third best player. That's what I'm always told. But there are instances with all players. Bam Adebayo was discussed in a trade this year, but not from us. We said, no, 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 no. So you have to get on the phone and talk to people. And then he closes here. I like our team. I'm not worried again about what the narrative is, what the perspective is. I think we have a great chance. All right. I want to tell you about a sponsor and then we'll do our final thoughts on this. And we were supposed to do a defensive pod today. So maybe that'll be tonight and maybe my voice will recover. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 
Miami Heat. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I do want to tell you about Rock Esports Center, though. I hope Alex's voice is okay because he's hosting this thing on Friday night. So we've told you about Rock Esports Center down there in South Miami, Palmetto Bay. It's awesome. Just, I mean, that's it's just awesome. They got food, they got drinks. You can play all your video games. Um, they got a day pass for twenty five bucks. If you mention five reasons, you get five dollars off. They're going to be a sponsor with us the entire year, but specifically this Friday. Now, I will not be there, so maybe that's a good thing for you guys. Uh, but thirty dollars a person, you sign up and you can play in a two K tournament. Alex is going to be there. We think Brady's going to be there. I got to check with his agent. But Rock Esports Center uh, in Palmetto Bay, and again, there's going to be a game on. Everybody can watch the game, chill, watch the Heat beat the Celtics or lose the Celtics. Yep. Whatever ends up happening, they like their team. And then afterwards, 2K tournament, 2K tournament. So come join everybody. Uh, at again, it's Rock. That's R O K Esports Center. I, I want to read one Register more. Register for the here. tournament online on their website, by the way. Yes, makes it a lot easier for us if you register ahead of time as opposed to registering there so you can set up the tournament and and not have to, you know, make people wait. Yep, exactly. All right. So here, this one did not come from Pat Riley today. Okay, so this is the last part. Alex can remove that from the screen because it's in my face. All right, there we go. Uh, Sorry, it's 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 the Claritin or the Sudafed or whatever combination of of things I'm taking right now. this is a quote from a, a Mark Spears article. We know Mark Spears has a good relationship, not just with Dane, but also with Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal said, and this was this was the gut punch today, because this 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 didn't need to come out like right and get transcribed right after the Riley comments. Because we didn't even have time to put those into context before this came out. My initial oh, okay. favorite was Miami. We call Miami. Riley says, I'll go talk to Mickey and figure it out. So he goes, talks to Mickey. I'm like, what's Miami doing? dragging feet eventually miami excuse me said they just can't do it that was a gut punch i was like dang that was my spot now look we'll get into the economics of this whether or not they you know were waiting for something better we know what Beal went for it wasn't a lot um and it really was about the contract he and Dame were the two players we've been talking about the most as fits for the Heat, who have both said they wanted to be with the Heat. And in both cases, teams swooped in. The Dame thing does not look financially motivated to me. It, it was, Having been involved in that process, talking to those involved in the process, they were willing to take on Dame's contract. It's just Blazers wouldn't talk to them. I mean, what are you going to do? Okay. The Beal thing, if you want to make an argument for Beal, and there are arguments against Beal, by the way, but if you want to make an argument for Beal, you can make an argument that was financially motivated, the decision to stay away from him. And I, I think that is maybe it deflects from Pat a little bit, but then it goes above Pat with the fan base 
Um, I don't think Pat's going to get blamed for that. Again, the quote is specifically Riley says, I'll go talk to Mickey and figure it out. So mm. how do you, before we go on this, how do you read that one? Like you said, it was a complete gut punch. It was the, you know, the cherry on top and the worst, the worst type of cherry. It's an awful cherry. It's things, man. Like it's things for, for heat fans reading this. And like you said, and like we talked about before, it's just, all coming out at the same time as Pat's interviews with Ira and Anthony Chang, which we encourage you guys to read and not just see, you know, the aggregated quotes. And and, and that's no shots at Drew Starr or anything like that. I'm just saying because those guys are the ones who who did the work, so they deserve the reads um, and the clicks. And anyways, um, I, I just think it, it, it stings because um, of the way that it ended, right? Dame going to the Bucks. Drew going to the Celtics. The way that this, the only way this could have ended up worse for Heat fans is if Beal ended up on like the Sixers or something, you know, in a hardened trade. And you know what I mean? Just like an, another team in the conference that that you consider a rival, even though not not on the same tier as the Bucks and Celtics, of course. But um, it really just it pretty much was the worst case scenario for Heat fans when you go into the summer headed, you know, coming straight out of a finals run. And right, if you remember, right after the finals ended. All the Beal and Dame stuff started coming out. It was almost right after. Like, so it's people were, were kind of preparing for it all summer. It, it ended so poorly. And um, just seeing all of this come out today, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be unfortunate for Heat fans. And I, I do think it, it I agree with you. I don't think the Dame thing was financially motivated. It seems like they're willing to go all in for him and they wore it for Tyler. I mean, excuse me, for Bradley Beal. And and I think that's what it comes down to is they you know, Brad had the the no trade clause, which has been reported on that the Heat didn't like because it takes away from their flexibility. I, I just think they didn't want to put down what it took. The, the The question is, what would what would it have taken, right? Because the Suns didn't give up like that much. It was like a bunch of second round picks, if I remember correctly, and some swaps and stuff. But so I don't know that what, what would have been. Yeah, I don't know what would have been the comparable. Heat offer just because the Heat don't have like a multitude of seconds. I don't know how many first they would have been able or would have been willing to offer. So it's hard to get into that. Like and and also we know with the context is that if they would have gone in for Beal, it, it would have taken them out of the the game for Dame. And we know how right. how real the Dame thing was for them. It's just when you hear Brad saying it like that, right? Where it's like, oh man, Miami was my spot. That I think that's. That's the money quote right there, and that's what's gonna hurt Heat fans the most. And honestly, I hate this because now, like, I don't want I I don't want us to go a step backwards. We're into mm-hmm. what we just got out from, which is like this whole point of oh, the summer sucked and everybody went everywhere and we don't get anybody and that whole line of thinking. Like right before the season starts, that we're gonna get back to basketball, we got a taste of it, and it's right back to where we, you know, just came out from. So it, it's it's unfortunate. Well, there, there are a couple things here. One is, I mean, you know, there's a, the, there's the reasonable argument to be made, which I think was aggregated and pushed out there about a week ago about, you know, is Tyler Hero, is Bradley Beal really worth $30 million more per year than Tyler Hero is? But it might not have taken Tyler to get him. Well, that's that's true, too. And you could have been playing the two of them together. And if your argument is, well, you wouldn't have a point guard. Well, currently you don't have a point guard. So there you are. And and by the way, Phoenix doesn't have a point guard uh, and they're using Bradley Beal a point guard. So, uh, you know, again, it, that's part of it. But this all comes back to this. OK, and then I'll, I'll have my closing thought here. Um, th- th- this all goes back to this. Pat is on the record clearly stating all we need is a guy to ask out. 
And I think that's where the frustration from Heat fans come in because now you have two guys who were the two players who made the most sense for them going forward. Giannis was always a pipe dream. KD in the various places he was, always a pipe dream. It was really about these two, and both have made it clear. It was Miami for us. It was Miami. But for one reason or another, they couldn't get it done. Either in Beal's case, maybe it was money. Uh, and in Lillard's case, it was, you know, maybe it was the way it was handled. I don't think by the heat. I don't blame that. Maybe by Lillard's agent. And then again, by the way that that the Blazers took that and didn't want to deal professionally with Miami. I don't blame the heat for that situation. Um, but I just, that's the part that for fans to see this is like, okay, well, you said somebody's got to ask out. And Look, Jimmy did, and you got him the second time around, not from the first team, not from Minnesota, where you know there was the hanging up the phone and all that, but from Philadelphia. But again, Dwayne facilitated that in some ways, as he has with others, and we want to see this get done without Dwayne. I, I feel like that's part of this also. Um, and, and I'll just close with this thought. I love when Pat Riley speaks. I wish Pat Riley would speak more often, okay? This once-a-year thing is not, you know, it's not enough for those of us. I mean, that was, you know, one of the best parts of covering this team was hearing Pat's perspective on it, even if it wasn't a nightly basis anymore as a coach, but more frequently as an executive. But I'll say this. I I don't think these two interviews are going to help the cause. I don't. I I just, I'm reading them through, and I just, I'm like, and I, you know, the reporters are just, writing it and and they didn't spin it so it's not it's i think pat's own words are frustrating the fan base right now as i read it on you know the artist formerly known as twitter so open invitation i'll you know what can we have greg on that episode if pat comes on i don't know there'll be too much fawning going on i think right Probably. Anyway, I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm going to get a throat lozenge. Uh, thanks to Alex. Uh, we'll be on playback at some point today. Also, maybe by the time uh, that this this post. Um, thanks to our sponsors. Rock Esports Center. Sign up for Friday night. Sign up on the website for Friday night. And of course, we'll be at the home opener on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.